Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners are cautioned that the following broadcast may contain names and voices of persons now deceased. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Sovereign SoundCloud. This was first broadcast on 2XXFM in Canberra on 98.3. Tune in, 10am, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Welcome, you're tuned into Sovereign 2XX. My name is Crystal and I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this region and I would also like to acknowledge all First Nations people across the country. Today I'm going to be speaking with Canberra-based artist Veronica Jordan. Everybody knows her as Ronnie and we're just going to have a yarn about what she's been up to here in Canberra and so she can give us a little bit of an insight into what she does. Um, So hi Ronnie, how are you going today? Yeah, good, thanks, Crystal. Thanks for inviting me out here to the Botanical Gardens today to do an interview with you. Oh, no worries. It's such a beautiful day here, um, this beautiful Sunday morning. Um, So, Ronnie, could you just uh, tell us a bit about yourself? Um, You know, where's your mob and where you're from? Sure. So, my name's uh, Veronica Jordan, and my people are from Kalkadoon, Mount Isa. So, my mother is a heart, H-A-R-T, and um, I'm part of the Craigie family from Mount Isa. So uh, my, my mother called Kalkadoon and I didn't get to grow up there. Uh, I grew up on Durrawal country in Sydney and now I live down here on Nunawal country in, in Canberra. Oh lovely. So how long you, you've been living here in Canberra and um, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I live at uh, Bungador. I love it. Yeah been here for six years. It gets a bit cold in the winter but uh, it's worth it. Uh, the, the spring and the summer is beautiful here so yeah it's worth coming down here live. Yeah, so tell, tell us a bit about what you've been up to in your spare time. Um, we hear that you do a lot of weaving here in Canberra. Can you just give us a little bit of um, uh, background into what you've been up to? Yeah, sure. Um, so I run weaving workshops, uh, weaving and art work classes. Um, currently I am working with uh, some of the schools, uh, the Magi School, Melrose High. I go to AMC, into the jails there, work with the men and the women. Uh, also uh, run private workshops and any uh, festivals as well so um, yeah, getting very busy now so a lot of people want to know about the traditional weaving style that we used to use we've used that for you know thousands of years, thousands of years old so getting a lot of interest in that so yep. oh that sounds fantastic so um, you mentioned that you do a lot of weaving workshops what got you into weaving Sure, well, um, I worked for uh, ACT Parks and we went to a women's conference in the Walwan community. Um, that's up in mid uh, middle of New South Wales up there. And during that conference, um, they had some weavers there. So I was quite interested in how they learned how to weave and it's pretty gone from a pretty uh, followed on, much followed on from going to that workshop so um, Annie Jenny Dries taught me so I'd like to acknowledge Annie Jenny Dries for teaching me everything I know and she's given me permission to teach now so that's why I love teaching it into schools and community. So it's really good that you get to go away on um, different networks um, going to conferences and meeting with different mobs and bringing some of the knowledge that you've learnt back with you and so you can keep continuing on different stories and different traditions. Um, so how long have you been weaving now? Yes, I've only been weaving for about three years now. So um, as 
if I can pass the knowledge on to other young Aboriginal women to teach this weaving and keep it in the community and, and teach their children. So I also do teach a lot of elders because it's been lost in that generation. So mm. I get a quite of a kick out of it when they, the elders ask me if that's okay and then they can teach. So it really blows me away that, you know, I'm giving permission for elders to teach what I've taught mm. them. So it's very, uh, very emotional, but yeah, really good. That's interesting because, you know, um, it just shows the impact of colonisation on our communities and um, it shows how a lot of those traditions have been stopped over a long period of time. And, you know, over recent decades, we've kind of seen, a, you know, a big cultural explosion, you know, revitalisation of languages and um, different cultural traditions. So how does it make you feel, you know, doing all your workshops and sharing those traditions that have been practiced for thousands and thousands of years and kind of, you know, bring those traditions back. Yeah, no, it's excellent, unreal. Like, I get really blown away by by it. Um, and then you think about it, oh, hang on, colonisation was there. This is why these older people don't know about it because they never got to continue their living culture. So I'm glad in today's times that we can actually bring this back into communities and schools and everything and also go to places for me to teach the elders and teach them about the bush tucker plants that are collecting materials for for the weaving and that. So, yeah, it actually really blows me away. So, no, it's really good. I love doing it. Yeah, that's really important that you can pass on your knowledge and your skills and also pass on those stories along the way. Um, so you're also a mother, and so will you pass on those skills that you've learnt and pass that on to your children? Yeah, sure. So I've got my daughter, Kindlin. She helps me run the weaving workshops now, so I've taught her. And, yeah, we do it together. So, um, yeah, so um, the boys, obviously, it's uh, traditionally a women's thing. Um, however, the, I think it's important to teach the boys because if something happens to me or, or my daughter, well, then it's still there and they can teach their wife or their daughters and then they continue it on. So mm-hmm. traditionally, yeah, it was a women's, uh, uh, is a women's thing, the weaving. It's not really for the men to teach. It's usually the women teaching. So, But to hold that in tight within the family, mm-hmm. well, then it's not lost then and we can mm-hmm. teach our young ones as they're coming through. Yeah, so you play a really vital role in your family and also in the community in passing you know, your knowledge and skills down. Um, can you describe the type of materials that you use when you weave? Yeah, sure. Um, so at the moment, I, most of the time I just use raffia because it's easily, um, it's already been stripped and dried for me and I can get it in, a, it's called a hank in one kilo bundle. So at least if I can teach the technique, well then I can run other workshops that I'm working on at the moment to go and collect the material. Because uh, a lot of people don't, they actually have an understanding once they've reached my workshop is how long it does take mm. to collect materials and I talk about that in my workshops too and, and to dry them out for mm. you know about four weeks and then you've got to mm. soak them again so they yeah. um, they have more of a when they see a basket in the museum for sale for so much they understand how much work that went into just to make that basket mm. so so for our listeners today could you just describe some of the techniques that you do or some of the dyeing processes that you know about yeah sure um, so with the I just use a coil technique at the moment, C-O-I-L, and it's a bit like blanket stitch. And um, So basically I use that, however I've learnt twining, I've twined some fish and starting on a few mats now, so there's, uh, there's a few different styles of weaving that you can do, so I've learnt two of them now, so I love teaching what I learn, and I also love going to other places where they know a different style of weaving and learning that too, so then I can pass that on. 
So you've actually got some of your um, beautiful cre creations here with you today and you've got the fish that you've just mentioned. Can you just describe what it looks like and how you made it, um, the materials that you used? Sure, so um, I attended a, weaving, a fish weaving workshop uh, uh, so I'd like to acknowledge Annie Julie uh, from down the coast and uh, we've the materials that she brought up with her, mainly coast ones, but also ones around this area. So you've got your lamandra, dinella, bulrush. Um, so they're your main ones. And you also you've got the gum nuts for the fish's eyes. And all those, also the, um, the bones of the fish are used by a cabbage tree. So I'm starting to collect all these things now so I can start running my own fish workshop. So, yeah, it'd be unreal to do that. Everyone wants the fish when they see it. Yeah, that actually looks really amazing. Um, so you've also got some other stuff here with you today. Do you want to talk about them and um, talk about some of the baskets that you've got here? Yeah, sure. So um, I try to keep a sample of what I do and, and then people can see what you know, they can create and everything. Since everything I make that I sell straight away or someone wants to buy it and uh, when they come to the workshops then they realise how long it does take to make mm. a, a simple basket. So... Um, I do give a lot away though, you know, to the elders and stuff because uh, I just come back from Gunnada Festival and I, I made a big basket for them to keep in their um, office there to say thank you for letting me be, the, be on their country and uh, teach the weaving to the elders there. Now the elders know the weaving and they're going to mm. continue in the women's group to, to mm. continue that. Mm. So our ancestors have been using natural resources for thousands of years um, to survive in the Australian landscape. What do you think is unique or special about weaving? It's hard to put in words, but once you sit there and round with the women and, and do it, you, it's very spiritual and it's very healing too. It actually calms you down in the inside and you don't realise you've been sitting there for hours weaving because you're not thinking about all those other things. Uh, I got a lot of good feedback from the... Uh, jails because um, they can see how calm they are after being in my workshop because of this sense of healing as well. That's really interesting because um, you know it, it was one of those really cultural things that our people did many years ago and we still do today and it's just getting together and sitting around and having a yarn but there's something really unique about sitting around having a yarn and weaving at the same time. Can you describe um, what that experience is like? Um, it's pretty good because, uh, as I said before, it's hard to put in words unless you're actually there. And for people to feel so relaxed after and just have such a good time and to be thanked for that, uh, it means a lot to me. So I can't wait to hold all these workshops and just sitting around with the, uh, with the women and, and doing those things. So um, sometimes I tell them to think about... Um, you know our ancestors before doing this sitting around the riverbanks or sitting wherever and and just have a think about them while we're doing this and how they used to collect um not with the modern day materials that we use these days yeah yeah there's something so powerful about women getting together and it's very um unique experience i think and it's really good for the women to get together and just have a yarn and um and also do weaving as well because it's almost uh, a sense of healing and um, so what has the response been like from women who have attended your workshop? Yeah, fantastic. Um, they want to know when the next one is so they can come back uh, for more. I try to hold workshops that go for about five hours because uh, 
then they can actually come away with making the base of a basket. Um, also, I want to start my own uh, camping workshops. So I have overnight workshops where they come out on country and collect, spend the night with me. We can sit around the fire weaving and then, you know, continue on the next day. So make it a two-day event. So you also run a small business um, and it's called Culture on the Move. And with this, you do a lot of weaving workshops um, for different businesses, different groups. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I started my business in September last year. Uh, I'll never look back. I absolutely love it and love teaching workshops. So I run art workshops, weaving workshops, any cultural workshops that I have knowledge of. I share with um, a lot of Aboriginal women and non-Aboriginal women. So currently um, at some schools I run a mentoring program, but I have the weaving in there as well so we can talk about things. So, yeah, it's not only just the schools, it's within community as well. So it's starting to build on that now. So for any of our listeners who are interested in uh, attending one of your weaving workshops, how will they get in touch with you? Sure. So you can email me at uh, cultureonthemove at gmail.com. So one word. Um, or also can be contacted on 0438 544 Excellent. And um, for any of our mob out there who are interested into getting into weaving, what advice would you have for them? Uh, if there's an opportunity, if there's a workshop open, please come along. Uh, even ring and have a yarn with me and we can meet up. Um, but also, yeah, you've got to go out there and grab it. Okay, don't wait for it to come to you. You've got to go, if you see something there, go out and grab it and you won't look back. All right, we might leave it there. Thank you so much, Ronnie, for um, coming to an interview today. No, thanks very much, Crystal, for inviting me out here today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. So there you have it. That was Ronnie Jordan giving us an insight into her weaving practice. I hope you've enjoyed this segment. And make sure you tune in next week with us on Sovereign 2XX 98.3 FM. You're listening to the Sovereign SoundCloud. This was first broadcast on 2XX FM in Canberra, 98.3. Make sure to like our Facebook page, Sovereign 2XX, to find out more.